Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. And you know, there's nothing like a brand new hotel opening. So in a few minutes, we're going to head to San Diego and visit the newly opened Carte Hotel San Diego. Plus, a bit later, we'll chat with travel journalist and writer Alona Karemski about her recent voyage on board the scenic eclipse. But I want to start the podcast talking about vacation scams, what to look for, and how to avoid them. So to help us with that, we're joined now by Shauna K. Thomas. She is the external communications specialist with the Better Business Bureau, serving Southern Alberta and East Kootenai. Hi, Shauna Kay. Hi, Randy. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about these uh, top five vacation scams that the Better Business Bureau has. Uh, I want to start with the free vacation scam because I get these all the time, the phone call, hey, you got a free vacation, blah, blah, blah. But it's not so free, is it? It's not so free. And this time of year, it's particularly um, that we see this scam coming out more. And it's because... They're targeting North Americans who want to get away from the cold and go to sunshine and warmer weather. So we get a lot of text messages and emails to say that you have a free vacation, you need to click on this link or respond to this message or something of the sort. But whenever you see that, it's not usually entirely free. Um, and sometimes also a phishing scam, which is just trying to get your information. It's mm-hmm. not real at all. But when it is real and it does stay free, you have to keep in mind that there may be taxes that are added, port charges, transportation costs, um, and other undisclosed fees. So you want to reach out to whoever is having this ad over the phone. You want to make a call and to clarify exactly what this free package comprises of before you go ahead and sign up. And then upon signing up, you realize you have to pay all these additional fees. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember having the discussion saying, uh, hey, I want a free cruise out of Miami or something. And I asked them, well... How am I getting there? Are you flying me? And then, oh, no, no. And then, so, exactly. It's not entirely It's not very free, free at all. No. <laughs> and sometimes we also see where you never entered a contest, for example, and then you get something to say you won. Yes. Now, that is very suspicious. That's yes. an automatic delete. <laughs> now, is there any way to report these? There are ways that you can report. You can report it to the Better Business Bureau, of course. Mm-hmm. You can report it to Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. They, too, look into scams like this. And, you know, over time, they try to gather data and see what trends are there and so on. Um, those are the main avenues that you have in terms of reporting ab- about these scams. Let's talk about Vacation Rental Con now. What is that one? So the, the Vacation Rental rental. Um, con works in the very same way that apartment rental uh, scams work locally. So you may see an ad that pops up with beautiful pictures and the rooms are lovely, but it may just be pictures from um, the legitimate site, but the site that you're now on is not a legitimate site. So you want to reach out to um, the, the whoever is having this ad via phone and have a conversation as well. You want to go directly to the URL that you know for the particular hotel or resort that, it, that is advertising um, instead of clicking on these ads that have these lovely looking pictures. And uh, you want to talk to the owner directly as well, if, especially if it's like an Airbnb kind of situation. You want to reach out by a phone and have a conversation and check, check, check Google Maps to see if this location actually exists. Mm-hmm. And if this property is actually where it says it is, um, that's, a, that's a great way to find out if, if this is true or if it's fake. Is there anything on the URL you can look to, to make it look like there's, okay, this is, there's something fishy going on here? So, so the, in the URL, um, 
most times we, we say you look for the lock symbol, which suggests that it's a secure website, mm -hmm. as well as HTTPS, which also suggests that it's very secure. Um, otherwise, in the URL, you can look for little things like um, if it's dot, dot .com or if it's dot something else, another random something weird, thing, something <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, and maybe some spelling, off spelling in the URL as well, because they may be mim mimicking a legitimate resort, um, but the spelling is not the same. There's some incorrect spelling, so you want to look for that as well. Hotel scams. Hotel scams. Now, in, in, in the hotel sector, there are varying ways that scammers target uh, consumers. And one, one of the main ones we know of is a fake front desk calls, where you're called late at night or early in the morning to say there's a problem with the car that they have on file for you. And this can be while you're at the hotel or before you get to the hotel. Um, and so you need to provide your information again mm. over the phone. Mm -hmm. No, that's a big red flag. If you're already on location, you want to go down to the front desk in person. Never provide that information over the phone. Mm -hmm. If you're not yet on location, you want to reach out to the hotel, just hang up that call and call back the number that you have for the hotel mm -hmm. and find out if there is a problem. And now third-party booking site scams. This goes back to fake uh, websites, right? It does go back to fake websites, and they, it, some of these third parties, oftentimes they can cancel your reservation, cancel your airline ticket without any notice, um, and your money is gone, you're left hanging. Uh, so you want to be careful of looking at these websites. And when you see ads popping up for, for these booking sites as well, my, our advice is not to just go directly from the ads, but always go to the website, the legitimate mm -hmm. website that you know for mm -hmm. the booking agency. Okay, quickly now, the timeshare reselling con. Is this similar to the uh, vacation rental con? It, it, it's similar. Um, the difference with this is that often people who have timeshares may be looking to get rid of it. And scammers um, may pretend to be real estate agents who oh. say they have people lined up to buy these shares uh -huh. when they actually don't have anyone lined up. And they're asking you to make a payment so that they can move forward with you having the discussions on having your property sold. Mm. You make this payment and then you never hear back from them because in truth, they have no one lined up to buy your property. Well, there's somebody else. There's always someone out there trying to get your money from you, isn't there, <laughs> Shauna Kay? There's always, and it's changing every day. So you just have to keep, keep aware. Uh, is there uh, ways to find these tips on the uh, Better Business Bureau website somewhere? Yes, there are ways that you can find these tips. You can go to bbb.org and just search for scam tips. And then once you search for that, it will give you a whole list of different kinds of scams that we're seeing out there and how to avoid them. Perfect. Shauna K. Thomas is the external communications specialist with the Better Business Bureau serving, serving Southern Alberta and East Kootenai. Uh, thanks for your uh, insight, Shauna K. I learned a lot. So thank you. Thanks, thanks for having me, Randy. you know, there's nothing like a brand new hotel opening to excite the neighborhood and community in general. And such is the case for the newly opened Carte Hotel San Diego. So to tell us more about it is Henry Bermelay. He is the general manager of the Carte Hotel San Diego. Hi, Henry. Randy, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Tell me about the Carte Hotel. I understand it's uh, newly opened uh, just uh, over a month or so. Am I correct on that? Yes, you're correct. We opened about uh, seven weeks ago uh, after, uh, you know, a long 
two-year construction site uh, to create this uh, nice piece of art in Little Italy in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So I assume it's a brand-new building from the ground up. It's from the ground up. Uh, we had uh, ownership who really started this project about six years ago and really kind of like uh, focused in a lot of details uh, that relates to Little Italy going back into uh, 1920 uh, when it was a fishing village. And so everything that we have in the building has touch points related to that from uh, dividers or pieces that reflect the fish, the fishing nets at the time, uh, exposed concrete pillars uh, that reflect the pier uh, that we had out here to carpet and tile that kind of reflect the reef that we have about 100 feet offshore here. So everything was kind of custom designed uh, with uh, Little Italy in mind, which is a close relationship that we have uh, and really kind of like embrace Little Italy in so many different ways. So it's truly kind of an art piece. Uh, goes down to uh, we have tile work and an art piece that's actually outside that has leaves that we picked up from Balboa Park and actually dipped uh, into copper and were inlaid in tile. So everything in the building has a story uh, from the time you enter the building uh, until you get to your room and uh, uh, and then uh, when you leave again. Nice. So uh, well, being brand new, everything's brand new, right? So <laughs> Everything is brand new, right? And we try to keep it that way. So tell me a little bit more about the area of Little Italy. I've been to San Diego, but I'm not really familiar with that area. Give me some some uh, points of where, where it is in relation to uh, other areas of San Diego. It's kind of uh, very close. I mean, we're right next to Little Italy, and Little Italy is a really kind of a hotspot that came up in the last five years, and I think part of the attraction was ownership has really uh, thought about that seven years ago uh, when Little Italy was still kind of a sleepy part of San Diego and has now kind of almost exploded into this incredible destination, uh, kind of away from the gas lamp, which is, uh, you know, about 15 minutes from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but completely different, uh, more like uh, social, you know, family-oriented, uh, kind of like the relaxed part of town. Uh, and literally where we are, uh, we're really, really close to just about anything. We are two blocks away from the sea. Uh, we are a few blocks more away from the convention center, but San Diego, because it's so tight, the downtown area, it's just really uh, easy to reach just about anything from from the San Diego Zoo that's a little bit on the outskirts to the Balboa Park, which is obviously what some of the relationship we have uh, comes as well. Mm-hmm. And then the whole business side of it, which is the convention center and uh, the whole harbor area down uh, uh, by the bay. So how many rooms? Uh, give me some of the basics of the hotel now. So the basic of the hotel is we have about two, we have 246 rooms. They all come with uh, 55-inch TVs. They have... Uh, uh, connectivity to your uh, item that you bring with, be that a laptop, be that a phone, so you can actually sc- uh, screen anything on our TV. Oh, cool. Connected that way, we have fiber. We have fiber optic, uh, which is the fastest internet that you can get right now. We're one of the few only ones that have it in San Diego right now. Mm-hmm. We also have watercolors, our seat-to-table restaurants that's on the you know, lobby level, which also includes a bar that we focus just a lot of uh, local fishermen uh, straight from the sea to the table. Mm-hmm. We have other items as well, but that's kind of our focus on it. We have a wine tasting bar. It's called Fonte Divino. And so we're kind of hosting some wine tastings in there with local wineries. Again, our focus is going to be very much local. Temecula area is one of them. And then also uh, Valle de Guadalupe, which is down in Mexico, and kind of create some kind of 
interesting uh, selection of wine and and tequilas as well that you not necessarily get in the main uh, stores uh, here in town. Uh, so that's kind of like another attraction that we have. <laughs> and then we have Above Ash Social, uh-huh. which is the rooftop. And the rooftop is uh, has a view of the city, 360 view of San Diego, basically the city, and then also the Bay Area. And there again, we have some curated uh, drink uh, menus up there that we entice. We have about six fireplaces, fire pits up there. One of them is actually a seven-foot-long community table. And again, the setup is not to be a party rooftop. It's more like relaxed. Uh, the furniture is very cozy, loungy. Uh, and we also have some games that we up there that we uh, offer to have people just have a good time up there and just mm-hmm. relax. We encourage people to obviously have a drink, go to the restaurant, but we also encourage people to go to Little Italy and enjoy what Little Italy has to offer in regards to restaurants because there are tons of great restaurants uh, in Little Italy. And then come back for another drink after uh, before you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking on your website uh, at some of the images of your outdoor pool. You do have an outdoor pool. It looks fabulous. I forgot to mention the outdoor pool with some cabanas out there. Yes, we do. And that's actually one of the only one right now in San Diego, which is a true saltwater pool. Mm-hmm. It's a heated saltwater pool. So that's kind of another nice touch that we have. And then one other part that will come up uh, in the next four weeks will be FIT. FIT is uh, a local, uh, call it athletic club rather than a fitness center and houses about 28,000 square feet. Wow. Uh, and has a huge variety of exercise equipment that is the top of the line equipment, uh, as well as having classes a variety of classes that also can be held outdoor mm-hmm. so that's going to come up in about four weeks uh in the space uh in, in the hotel too on the fourth third and fourth floor so our guest room just to as a reference starts actually not until the fifth floor so we don't have any ground we don't have actually any bad rooms as far as the view because we're starting on the fifth floor now it's part of the curio collection uh, by hilton uh give me some background on that well, Curio is uh, kind of the luxury lifestyle uh, brand, if you want to call it, of Hilton. And what it really does is giving the Curio brand in, in any city where they are located right now, uh, I think there's about 60, 65 of them right now. Mm-hmm. It allows us to be very individual and not become one of the big brands and kind of like talk about Hilton. So Curio is really about individuality. Uh, from what you're offering, uh, the culture, embracing your, uh, you know, location where you are mm-hmm. uh, and the local, you know, food and beverage offerings, the local uh, communities. So it's really kind of a brand that uh, encourages you to be kind of uh, have your own identity, but have also then the Hilton uh, component uh, on your back as well. Nice. Well, it's the uh, Carte Hotel in San Diego, brand new. So it's got to be fabulous. And uh, Henry... Uh, Bermelet is the general manager of the Carte Hotel. Uh, thanks for your insight, Henry. It sounds fabulous. I appreciate that, and thanks for your time, Randy. Look forward to seeing you down here at the rooftop. Every once in a while, we'd like to invite travel journalist and writer Alona Karemski on the podcast to share her latest adventures. And recently, she took a cruise on board the Scenic Eclipse. And Alona is here now to tell us all about it. Hi, Alona. Hi, Randy. 
So tell me about the uh, scenic eclipse. Is this a new ship? Uh, memory serves me correctly, it is. Or am I wrong? Scenic Eclipse is absolutely the newest ship. It's the newest one from the Scenic Cruise Line that is ocean-going, and so much ocean-going that uh, their guests are literally treated to like a James Bondish uh, luxury experience that is professing to be a six-star experience that I totally can say, yeah, they're doing it right. They're adding an extra star. It's that good, hey? <laughs> yeah, they're so doing it right. Yeah, my, my wow factor happened... Uh, as soon as I arrived into the main lobby, and <laughs> it was just 10 floors of wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh, now, some people might uh, recognize Scenic with river cruises. This is ocean cruises, as you mentioned, but it's not a huge ship, it looks like. Right. They're trying to use a very low-key, as, as we can say, for the luxury uh, side of things, as a yacht. So the guests really feel like it's their own private yacht. They've got about 228 guests max on board at any given time, and they scale that back once they start going into the Antarctic and in, up to the Arctic. They'll have about 200 guests. So it's just divine. You never have anybody really to kind of look at in your direction, and you really do feel like you're owning the private yacht. Nice. No lineups yeah. at the buffet or anything like that. No, no. <laughs> they don't even really have buffets. It's all kind of sit down. And the, uh, the luxury there, too, is on a, river, on a ship cruise like this, uh, usually um, because it's a smaller vessel, uh, you're given... 10 options of dining. Oh, my so gosh. You can literally every night dine somewhere new. Yeah. So tell us where you went on this particular cruise then. Well, my journey actually started in Miami, which is a fun spot because that's like the big cruise capital for uh, the U.S. Mm -hmm. When we boarded, uh, the skyline in Miami just sizzled as it does. Uh, it was an evening, spectacular sunset. Uh, and we went out into the ocean, started to head towards Key West, and uh, had a day trip there. I don't know if you've ever been to Key West, but it was just totally fun. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, options to do different land excursions. And I did something called Land and Sea, and so we did a glass-bottom boat out to the reef and looked at some of the fascinating fish, and then we went back on to land and took a really amazing trolley ride that went through the old streets of Key West and got to learn some of the history there. And, and it was just really nice to see that town and then to see the backdrop of the scenic eclipse waiting for us at the pier. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Beautiful skies, beautiful ship. Yes. And then our journey went south uh, some more down to um, Belize, um, the cruise is just finishing up today. I, I sadly had to leave a little earlier, but um, the, the whole idea is for the ship to actually get down to the Antarctic. So um, it's, uh, as you will, a repositioning cruise. Mm -hmm. So the, yeah. uh, one of the advantages of repositioning cruises is that you can kind of just do chunks of it if you wanted to, right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, okay, now tell me about uh, the onboard experience you touched on and some of it. The, the onboard experience, uh, they, they want to uh, continue to show how um, people can really relax in an uh, atmosphere that is full of um, 
like remote scenes. You have a lobby that has a lobby bar that isn't your typical lobby bar. They've got some really top-shelf um, beverages, like from their whiskeys to their vodkas. And they have um, the music side is limited, not, not like on typical cruise ships. Uh, their their entertainment really is about the scenery and, and just getting out and doing the day things. Um, and nighttime, we would have um, some, um, like a local singer on board who just was spectacular with her renditions of Broadway, uh, but not like the loud dance music or big um, mm-hmm. disco style. So the the audience is really people who've done ocean cruising, who have money, who are active in their daily lifestyle and are really curious. So they actually, believe it or not, have the world's um, only two helicopters that are um, geared for this specific style. Really? So it can go onto the Antarctic, you bet, yeah. So they're they're getting that ready. I sat in it. It's ridiculous. It's (laughs) just like... I can't believe I'm sitting in this. Um, I took the the Bose headset, put it on my ears, turned to my pilot and said, wow, this doesn't look like the kind of headset I have for my plane ride, which I paid $300 for. And he said, oh, no, this one's like more like $1,000. Oh, my gosh. Hey. <laughs> even just for headsets, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Spare no it expense. Ad- it, it, it is. No, spare no expense. And the, the view, the sight line, even for folks who sit in the middle, you get a good view because it's a concave uh, window. Mm-hmm. You can check out um, anywhere as, as the helicopter is going. And truthfully, um, you have a request, and they will try to meet it. So if you're in a helicopter and you want to try and see um, a whale passing by, you know, they're going to go in a direction because they've got all the all the little things that – you would expect to to try and find critters and to find things. So that's that's on the helicopter side. But guess what? They even have a submarine. Oh, nice. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, the submarine pilot is uh, really a cool guy. I spoke to him. He um, They do, like, weight restrictions, obviously, uh, to see how they can balance out the submarine. But uh-huh. it goes far deeper than the regular scuba dive person can go. And there, too, they've got, like, a biologist and a marine naturalist, and they're on board with the guests, and they get to showcase, like, where they're off to. So that's just incredible. And you can actually go in it. Is that like a shore excursion, for lack of a better term? (laughs) Yeah, right. So exactly. So you get to have your pickings of what kind of excursions you want. And if available, they they are there. Uh, they can't pre-advance book on those because the um, either the weather, it's based on weather, or even the restrictions in the areas um, from the gov- local government. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really on the day of, but they, they do have um, the bookings the night before so people are able to know who's going where and, and that. So it's, it's really a, a great feature, I think. Mm-hmm. They're elevating the whole expedition vessel cruising really in the market. There's nothing out there. 
you mentioned that this was a reposition uh, and they were heading to the Antarctic. Does it stay yeah. down there for a period of time? What are some yeah. of the other destinations that, that it goes so to? So their, their cruise itineraries, it can be like 20-day cruises, like for Antarctica, South Georgia, and the Falkland Islands, or they can go on a 13-day cruise, which is Antarctica in depth, uh, and they cross the Drake Passage. And I went with a woman who was uh, very prone to seasickness, and I said to her, how come you're on this ship? And she said, well, the, the seller was, they have the best stabilizers uh, on any vessel, that it's overbuilt. Inter- so interesting you I say that. Because I was going to ask you that. In, uh, it's a smaller ship, and what did it yeah. feel like in the open water? It felt really fine. There was no indication that I was <laughs> even on water. It was just uh, a nice, smooth sail, if I can say. The, the woman who was very prone to seasickness, I turned to her later and said, how about now? Are you fine? And she says, I've had no issues. So nice. It seems to really work. Yeah, it's super big stabilizers. Yeah. Cool. Well, a, a I... top-notch captain from France. Like they're like they've got the finest um, uh, staff that's really working on this vessel, so it's, mm-hmm. it's a cool baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in thirty seconds, anything you want that I might have missed? Uh, I wanted to just tell everyone that the uh, dining is great. They have no uh, icebergs or you know the ice sculptures and the and the rose petals and the little tea towels that are shaped like swans. It's all elevated luxury, and <laughs> you're going to just completely dine on, like, beluga caviar and, and the best kind of, um, uh, you know, beef from Japan, and they, mm. it's finely sourced uh, luxury ingredients. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Alona Karemsky, travel journalist and writer. You can find her on Twitter, My Compass TV. All about scenic. If you want to learn more about scenic cruises, it's scenic.ca. Always a pleasure to chat, Alona. Thank you. Likewise. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.